It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 5th, 2020. My name is Phil Prosser, and I can be expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. We've had some pretty heavy episodes over the last few days, the last few times that we've, we've spoken together. We had our game one, 1985 Game 1 rewatch uh, last week. Definitely go back in the archives, check that out. Yesterday, we had a sort of re, uh, an hour-long rewatchables podcast of the 1995 series between the Magic and the Bulls. So today, you know, coming at you in the afternoon here on Tuesday, going to be a little bit lighter. Uh, I'm going to hope to be out of here fairly quickly. And just got to update where things stand as far as the current season goes and, and, and the update, the latest updates we've had about the current season, as well as the idea that's been floated around recently, really explored deeply by Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports, of the NBA playing its bubble season at Disney. Definitely something uh, to discuss and, and be a little bit interested in, as the NBA is at least laying the seeds for a potential return. Of course, we're still a very far way away from that. But before we do any of that, just a couple of quick words. Um, first, uh, as we have a great podcast here covering the Orlando Magic, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the latest on The Last Dance? Check out Locked On Bulls. Fox Sports Florida will be re-airing the Magic series against the Indiana Pacers from the 1995 Eastern Conference Finals. You can check out Locked On Pacers for the latest on the Pacers. Looking for NFL action with the uh, NFL schedule coming out on Thursday. You can check out our great NFL podcast, including Locked On Bucks, Locked On Dolphins, and Locked On Jaguars. No matter which team you're cheering for, whether it's the NFL, MLB, NHL, or college due, in addition to the NBA, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Additionally, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Like I said, there's there's not a lot to update as it goes toward the, the current season. Um, it, it, it Teams, uh, you know, Florida has begun its phase one of reopening, so, you know, businesses are starting to operate a little bit more normally. Obviously, still some restrictions in place as, as we deal with the pandemic and you know, it's it's not my place to really comment too much on the progress we're making. I think we are making progress. I am, as a citizen, a little concerned we're moving just a hair too fast or, or trying to bump up the economy over the over the protestations of medical experts and, and public health. But, um, you know, I think things in Central Florida at least are, are, are moving in the right track and moving in the right direction, and, and I'm optimistic about things there. But obviously the NBA is taking their cues from the wider world. So I I, I think that... 
the NBA is going to be one of the last things to come back online. Um, they're not going to come back. You know, it, it seems pretty clear from all the reports from Woj, from Shams, from from everyone following this league at the at the league wide level. It, it seems pretty clear that the NBA isn't going to come back unless a few things happen first. First, they have to be able to guarantee the health and safety of their players, both in preparing to play, so they're going to need some time to ramp back up, and B to make sure that to make sure that players don't have the chance of reinfection or infection in general. Um, if they're going to do a bubble idea, which we'll discuss a little bit more uh, later on in the show, they can't. They have to make sure everyone is healthy out before entering the bubble, and then healthy once they're in the bubble. Because once the bubble's infected, the bubble's popped. It's done. It's over. And so the NBA has sort of made it fairly clear through at least the leaks and, and, and the public reporting that they're not going to come back until testing is widespread and quick. And widespread meaning not just readily available for, let's face it, millionaires and billion-dollar industries like the NBA, which is certainly something they were somewhat rightfully criticized for early on when, when they were testing players that didn't appear to have symptoms and were able to obtain tests when the general public was not. They want to make sure that the public has wide availability to testing. So the NBA, I mean, say what you want. I mean, I don't care what side of the political aisle you come down on. This shouldn't be about politics at all. But the NBA is not coming back until we have better testing, uh, until testing is more widely available and and easier to get to the public. Um, that's just the bottom line. Um, there's, there's just no getting around that. But... The NBA is undoubtedly starting to make some inroads and some movement toward reopening. Uh, as, as noted last week, the NBA has announced that it uh, will allow team facilities to open where allowed by, uh, state, by uh, state regulations and local, local regulations uh, beginning no earlier than Friday. Uh, Florida, of course, is under phase one reopening. They've, the, governor, the governor DeSantis has made it fairly clear that he views sports as an essential business. Um, and it, you know, while gyms are not open, the fact that NBA gyms are limited to roughly 15 people, maybe a little bit more, um, should make it a little bit more palatable to open those up, essentially opening up that business so people can, can get to work. It was noted on it was noted on Monday. Evan Fournier took a an Instagram photo of himself in the Advent Health Practice facility with the court, not holding a basketball or anything like that, with the caption, it's good to be back. I, I did reach out to the Orlando Magic and was able to confirm that Evan Fournier was given permission to be in the building to get a checkup on his injury. If you remember, he missed the last uh, three games before the before the hiatus with an elbow injury after he, I think he hyperextended his elbow in the game against the Heat. So, again, nothing's really moving. There's no basketball yet. And, and the basketball that we will see or that players will be able to participate in once those practice facilities are opened back up will be extremely limited. In fact, the, the, uh, it appears uh, Alex Martins was on a radio show earlier in Orlando on, on Tuesday he said that the plan is for the Advent Health Practice Facility, the Magic's Practice Facility, to reopen on Friday. The restrictions in place from the NBA are pretty detailed and pretty, uh, pretty restrictive. One player, one basket, one coach. So no more than four players in the building at a time. Everyone will have to wear masks, except for players when they're working out. When they're done working out, they put the masks back on. 
no front bench assistant coaches, so only skill and development work, and as well as as well as the strength and conditioning staff will be able to interact with the players. Um, and obviously, no contact, so only just one-on-one skill skill drills. So essentially, just shooting around and doing those kind of doing those that kind of skill work, and obviously, limited time, and, and players will have to kind of coordinate when they will be able to show up and make sure that that everyone kind of fits the bill there. On top of that, the, uh, I believe Alex Martin said that. The facility will go through a deep cleaning every single day. Again, the, the priority is health and safety of the players. Um, but at, just like everyone else, everyone is antsy to get back to some form of work. So to say the least, there is at least that little bit of movement. That little bit of guys getting back into the gym, getting back with the basketball in their hands, having access to a hoop, which many players do not have access to a hoop. And just being able to get some sense of normalcy as we get back toward the season. As the NBA said last week, however, this is not part of their ramp-up plan. This is just a simple reopening of training facilities where possible, with the potential for teams and players that are in facilities that are not open yet, or not able to be open to the public, being able to go someplace that the NBA can control and approve of, uh, that they can go get some work in. Uh, one of the reasons the NBA has decided to open their facilities as they have is to make sure that players are not going to unapproved gyms. That what they didn't want to see happen was NBA players showing up at local gyms that have reopened in, say, Georgia or Florida or whatever and playing in environments that they can't control. Because ultimately, what the NBA wants to do is make sure the virus does not infect their world again. Because they cannot play if the virus is infecting them again. They cannot, what the NBA cannot have happen and they don't want to have happen if they want to complete the season is for another flare-up and reinfection to occur. So the big update there then is, yes, there is movement in the NBA. Yes, players are going to be allowed back into the Advent Health Practice Facility beginning Friday, it appears. Some players are already making their way to get injuries checked up on, as, as some people maybe pointed out or were frustrated with, uh, asking, you know, why, did, why does Evan Fournier need an injury update? Well, he does because he was hurt uh, at, at the hiatus. But, you know, a guy like Jonathan Isaac, he's been able to do rehab on his own, away from coaching staff and away from trainers, but it's different to be in the building. It's different to maybe have access to some of the metal, medical equipment that the Magic have access to to check up on how those injuries are progressing. And now... You know, certainly for a guy like Jonathan Isaac, especially who you know, I think fans are eager to see, there is now the potential for him to get a basketball back in his hand and begin building back up skills and strength with under the supervision of, uh, under the personal supervision of doctors, not just uh, not just by Zoom or teleconference or, or whatever the case may be. So this is all good news. It's baby steps. Obviously, it's you know we have some tangible signs that the NBA is starting to co- to come back to life, but don't get your hopes up too soon. We're not in that month, four-week period of ramping back up to the season, while the NBA does still seem to be uh, intent on finishing the season, how or when that will occur is still unknown. And that's what sparked perhaps one of the more interesting ideas to come around that has a lot to do with Orlando. As we're kind of seeing, uh, a lot of the world is starting to ramp back up, and, and that does mean eventually gyms will open up, or, or, or people are certain sort of beginning to move. And and of course, you know, 
we're all a little, maybe a little bit out of shape. We all need that that little bit of boost, and we all need uh, that little bit of foundation to help uh, our workouts out a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not the biggest workout guy. I'm not. You know, I I, I want to work out. I, I think about working out, and, and then I usually just play NBA 2K. But uh, we all need a little bit of a pick me up, and you know, ha- having the protein to back up your workout uh, is is so difficult. And those protein bars can be really nasty. There are some really bad ones. I remember hating eating protein bars, but not really knowing what other snack or what other healthy alternative there was, especially when I was playing basketball in high school. But Built Bars are completely different. It, it is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 16 amazing flavors, all involving chocolate, which is never a bad thing. Covered in 100% chocolate, in fact, and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, Low sugar, high protein, high fiber. High fiber. You've got great flavors like peanut butter brownie as well as mint brownie, all for less than 170 calories with very little sugar and not a lot of carbs. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that's builtbar.com, promo code locked on for $10 off your first order. Use that promo code at builtbar.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So the NBA is still kind of formulating and, and figuring out how it wants to come back. Um, there's, there's, no, there's no set way for this thing to happen. Um, there's you know, a lot of ideas out on the table, and we're honestly still so far away from having NBA basketball back in, in really any capacity. Um, it, it, the, the, the ability, the data, the, the testing... Everything that is necessary for the league to return just isn't in place yet. Like I said, the testing regime, the the ability to test players and people quickly, get results quickly, is just not in place yet. You know, again, that's 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 not politics. That's just fact. And I know a lot of stuff has been made political, and this isn't meant to to be a, a a statement on that. Although it might end up being such. So we are still a long way away from NBA basketball returning, at least. You know, certainly a month to do the ramp up and get everything get everything going again, but it feels like we're a long way away. But the NBA is is one thing the NBA is certainly known for is its ability to plan. Its ability it's it's a it's a league that is always forward thinking, always thinking about the next innovation, and always willing to try something new. Many of the sports leagues have thought about this too. If they're going to finish their season, trying to limit travel trying to keep everyone in one location and trying to kind of insulate themselves from the rest of the world. Essentially, the idea that's kind of taken hold, well, I don't, again, I'll explain why I don't think this idea is going to work at the end, but the idea that seems to have taken hold is this idea to run a bubble, essentially. To have every player, every coach, every team move to one location to finish the season, and nobody leaves until they are eliminated or the season is done. 
essentially make sure everyone is healthy and safe, put them, wrap them up in a bubble, in a cocoon, and block them out from the rest of the world so that he can get the season done without reinfection. It's a novel idea for sure. And, you know, easily everyone kind of suggested Las Vegas as the first place to do this. In fact, according to ESPN, Las Vegas offered a block of three hotels with convention space for gyms and, and all that stuff so that they could get the idea done. Vegas definitely wants it done. There's concern, of course, because A, it is Las Vegas. There are casinos. There are things out there in in that in that world that might be tough to keep everyone locked up. And, and on top of that, just logistically, committing an entire city, or at least part of a city, a municipality, a you know, government, you know, a, and essentially a democratic government to blocking off and quarantining essentially one group of people. Again, millionaires and billionaires too. Not the greatest look. But it's an idea on the table. And if there is one resort willing to do this or one resort that might fit this bill, there's another resort that could do it too. Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports was the first to, that I saw at least to really uh, pop, really popularize and pitch this idea. Um, Keith has been on the show before. You know, he, he's an Orlando-based reporter, covers the Celtics, works for Yahoo Sports, works for NBC Sports. His day job worked for Disney. He pitched the idea of Walt Disney World, Walt Disney World Resort, as a potential location for the NBA to conduct its bubble. And his argument is pretty strong. If you've been down to Disney, you know that it is a big, big property, 40 acres. Humongous property. Obviously, 14 parks, tons of hotels. But in addition to that, they have something that I think is a huge advantage to them. They have the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. If you've never been to the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex, it is essentially a massive campus full of athletic fields, gym space, and everything else that you could have, you could want to conduct conduct sports tournaments. In fact, Disney has become one of the top destinations for amateur athletics in the country. Essentially, the offer is: hold your tournament here at Disney. We'll put you up in hotels, set you up with, with tickets. You conduct your tournament. Great experience for the kids. Who could who could argue with that? I've covered plenty of events down at the at, at the Wide World of Sports Complex, uh, AAU events. Obviously, Orlando City played there for a little while. Went to events there. The Tampa Buccaneers did training camp for there for a while there. The Braves did spring training. It is a multi-use, multi-purpose venue that really, really can can do and hold everything. It it, it can do a lot. The the HP Fieldhouse, or the main gym, is used to host uh, the college basketball tournament over Thanksgiving, and it has a main basketball court that can be used really well for TV, or it could be converted into six separate basketball courts with two more in the back. Since I've, since I've been there, I, I used to cover events there like 10, 15 years ago, they've built a second gym, a smaller gym, but a second gym that can hold even more basketball courts. And on top of that, you have... I believe they have a weight room in there. I believe they have medical medical training rooms in there. You have an infrastructure, in other words, to host multiple games at a time, to host multiple teams at a time, and kind of get the NBA business done. 
if we're just talking from a basic game perspective, they've got a real basketball court. They've got a real gym, which Vegas really doesn't necessarily have. They have T-Mobile Arena. That's that's it. And then the, the UNLV pro, pro, uh, property, which is UNLV's basketball stadium, which is a little further away from the Strip. Essentially, if the NBA wanted to conduct a bubble, they could get Disney to, to give them a couple of the hotels. You know, uh, Keith suggests the Pop Century Resort, which is a more of a discount resort on the property. I would imagine the NBA would want, you know, the NBA CBA requires a certain standard for the hotels that they stay in. I imagine that they would want to maintain that standard. So I, I don't think Pop Century would work, although it is the closest to the uh, to the Wide World of Sports Complex. But essentially, the NBA could say, give us these two or three hotels. Give us Wide World of Sports Complex. Give us our own fleet of buses because the NBA, or Disney has a, a better public transportation system than Orlando does. Disney could very easily quarantine or section off part of its property for this specific use. That's that's the reality of it. They very easily could do this. They have the infrastructure already in place. They have kind of their own standards of cleanliness and, and all that, that that I think they could easily implement. They have the space and facilities to host basketball games. To me, if the NBA is going to do a bubble... Disney is almost uniquely situated to handle it. Of course, same as Vegas being a real city, Disney's sort of its own city, its own private city. They have their own fire department. They have a private fire department. Um, The only issue is, yes, Disney is a business, and eventually they're going to want to reopen too. And while theme parks are almost certainly one of the last things that are going to open back up and the reports are that Disney's going to do sort of a reservation system so they can keep capacity within the parks, you know, to, to a minimum for the for the early stages of their reopening. They're not close to this either. But eventually Disney's going to want to reopen that hotel space. And so if the NBA is going to do its two-month playoffs or two months uh, quarantining everyone, they're going to have to do it before Disney's really ready to fully reopen. Because otherwise Disney's going to want those hotel rooms filled or want their parks filled, or want their properties filled in another way. There's pros and cons to everything, of course. Um, But I do think Disney holds a lot of advantages over Las Vegas as a potential bubble location. However, let let me put another caveat on all this. I don't think the NBA is going to do the bubble idea. I don't think the players want to do the bubble idea. I think the players um, would pref- don't want to be separated from their families for two months in this way. I don't think it makes sense to invite more people into the bubble by inviting families into the bubble. What are they going to do? They're not going to the parks. The, the Disney, the NBA won't want that. That that opens the bubble up a little bit. I think it's ultimately while the bubble sounds like a good idea, ultimately it is too much. There's too much uncertainty. Who's preparing the food? Who's cleaning the hotel rooms? At a certain point, the bubble becomes too big that the the possibility of outside infection becomes great again too. I think ultimately what the NBA is going to do is they're going to wait for... They're waiting for widespread testing, which is the, the heart of all of this. But I think what ultimately what the NBA is going to do is they're going to wait for travel to make more sense. And I think that that ultimately the way this season is going to be finished 
is they're going to allow teams to travel. Because I think, honestly, the NBA partnering with perhaps the hotels that it partners with in each city, uh, as well as the transportation systems that they partner with, it is going to be easier to decrease infection or the possibility of infection. If you have teams travel to each other's practice facilities, literally fly in, maybe stay the night at a hotel, take a bus. To me, it feels like it's a lot easier to control a hotel partner the night before someone comes in, uh, the bus that you're driving and taking to the games, and the practice facility at which you're going to play. Those are only three things you really have to control, as opposed to kind of keeping everyone contained in one location. I I, I think that that's ultimately the direction this league's going to go. And like I said, without the testing... We are very, very, very far away from getting to that point. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search or tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all of the places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and be sure to check out as well the latest episode of Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. On the latest episode, he chats with the Athletics' John Hollinger to look at the top prospects in the 2020 NBA draft from a scouting and an analytics point of view. John Hollinger, who used to work for the Memphis Grizzlies, explains how teams use analytics to prepare for the NBA draft uh, and, and what role they play in helping them try and predict what players will ultimately look like when they reach the NBA. Definitely a fascinating conversation. Check it out on Chad Ford's NBA Big Board wherever you download podcasts. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Be sure to check out uh, the the next Magic Classic coming up on Fox Sports Florida tonight at 6 p.m. Game 1 of the 1995 Eastern Conference Finals between the Magic and the Pacers, followed by Game 2 immediately after at about 8 o'clock. So definitely some fun Magic basketball coming up tonight on Fox Sports Florida as they replay the 1995 Eastern Conference Finals. Should be a good time. Plus, Magic Gaming tips off their season on Wednesday. That game will air on Watch ESPN as well as Magic Gaming's Twitch channel. So be sure to check them out as well as we'll get at least some virtual basketball to to tide us over as Magic Gaming gets its season underway. But that's going to do it for me again today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.